0: Welcome to another episode of Crossing Soccer Borders, a podcast focused on the growth of CONCACAF soccer, part of the DynamoTheory.com network. My name is Rudy.
1: And I am Rodrigo.
0: And today we have a ton of things that we're going to quickly go through. A little bit of Champions League, a little bit of Liga MX, and of course, we have plenty of CONCACAF Nations League uh, play coming soon. So Rodrigo, let's start real quick, man, with... The Champions League final, Chelsea obviously beat Man City. But here, the interesting thing that was a subject was about uh, the CONCACAF representatives, Bone being American. Obviously, Zach Steffen, bench player, right? He's a backup goalkeeper. Christian Pulisic was the one that uh, was getting minutes throughout the matches. And they won it. They lifted the trophy. Um, obviously, he came in, played a little bit, not not a ton of minutes. Just kind of let them continue the, having the lead. And at the end of the day, very proud to have another CONCACAF player make it out there. Rodrigo, what are you thinking about what it means for the U.S. to have a player uh, raise the trophy?
1: No, it's definitely elevating U.S. soccer as we know it. Um, having players that can actually compete in Europe, especially, you know, with top teams across Europe, England, England. All the top leagues, Christian Pulisic, obviously being a young player, has a lot more uh, potential to achieve greater things. Maybe win a a second uh, Champions League or more international trophies now. And that's just elevating the U.S. You know, uh, we also see Serginho Des at Barcelona and all these young stars from the U.S. to capitalize on on the on, I guess, a big stage, we, we should say here. And hopefully we have other CONCACAF players, not just the US, but others, um, you know, given that opportunity with the Canadians and the Mexicans as well. And then you have the uh, Central Americans that are trying to make them a name for themselves out there too. But this is a huge step for the US, not being able to reach the World Cup, um, the last World Cup. And now they're getting a li- little bit of a boost for their players
0: yeah and he joins uh players there's a few names that popped up but they didn't really play for those national teams like edgar davis or owen Hargrave. uh but he joins uh joven kirovsky from the u.s that apparently wanted uh playing with varussia dormant in the 96 97 he joins uh trinan tobago dwight york he joins mexican rafael marquez who won it with barcelona twice He just Honduran international, David Suazo, who won it with Inter Milan. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, another Mexican, they won over to Barcelona as well. And Keylor Navas, of course, they won it uh, three straight for Real Madrid. And then last year, Alfonso Davis raised the trophy as well. So this is good to see uh, plenty of CONCACAF people, especially in recent years, right? With uh, uh, Beginning with Keylor Navas and Alfonso Davis winning in the last five years, have won plenty of them. But... Yeah, that's great, great uh, uh, seeing how the Americans are increasing their level. And like you said, hopefully they find more success in future tournaments and they can't afford to miss another World Cup. But let's jump to our next topic. and That is Liga MX. Liga MX had their final this past week. And Cruz Azul, after 23 long years and failing horrifically in a few finals in the past. Finally, we're able to lift um, the trophy. Man, Rodrigo, what are you thinking about that, man? Like,
1: I love it. Honestly, I was actually cheering for them. Um, it's been a long journey or a long wait, I should say. Um, ups and downs and mostly downs in the last few years. But they've been a top team. I mean they've been consistent throughout you know the last few years being the first place team um, in the league for a while or being up there the, at least the top three uh, making it into a couple semifinals. I know, uh, obviously the finals that they've lost so this just kind of shows that teams can stay consistent. Um, I know a lot of people are always like oh the lower leagues, Mexican league, MLS, they're so inconsistent because there's always a different champion Um, And that uh, that just comes down to the playoffs um, breakdown more than anything. You know, like any other competition that uses playoffs, anybody can win it at that point. But at least this team has stayed consistent throughout their uh, league matches.
0: Yeah, it's definitely interesting because I'm... um... Overall, Cruz Azul has always been a top team. And and like you said, especially in recent years, they've just been really competitive. And they've won, you know, pretty much everything that they've played, um, either being CONCACAF Champions League uh, titles or just other trophies. But this, the the Liga MX trophy was just so elusive to them. Um, We knew them as the choke team. You were just waiting for them to mess up and for the other team to win. And you know, it kind of seemed that way um, in this match because whenever Santos scored, then it was like you. I think people and even me, not being a big Cruz Azul fan, I was kind of like nervous for them. And it was good that they got a goal. And then I feel like I believe they got another goal, and they got called back. I'm not sure if that was happened, but I thought I did but no it was such a it was a very fun match to watch and yeah no it was just uh, pretty cool to see like a lot of people that we know or that i know like and have on facebook facebook friends or people that i may know actually i'm talking a little loud because my kids aren't here because we're moving out in there with my in-laws and uh a guy I used to work with uh came and uh, bought some furniture from us and his team is Cruz Azul and i was like hey man you're not wearing your uh, Cruz Azul jersey. It's like, man, I had just took it off. It stank. Like, I've been wearing it for like three days. So, you know, it's so happy moments for them. I know they are like such the joke of the town or the joke of the, the Mexican country overall. But uh, no, it, it, like you said, it's definitely like pretty sweet that they finally, finally get to get that off their, uh, their chest, man. And uh, yeah, you want to add anything else to that? I mean, now we we just
1: got to wait and see if they can win the Congo Cavs Champions League, you know, keep the good rhythm that they've been having and hopefully they can get another title in quick succession. Uh, And we'll just want to see how that plays out for them.
0: Cool. Yeah. And... Like I said, super exciting stuff. Obviously, we'll have a ton of matches in between before Liga MX kicks off. And we have the MLS there. So we'll see um, when it comes to the Champions League. You know, Cruz Azul does have a very good advantage, I guess, into making it uh, or winning the championship. But let's move on to some finally, finally, man. I'm so excited. It's been a long time to see um, the nations facing, facing each other and CONCACAF and before we uh jump right into the CONCACAF Nations League finals I do want to mention though that uh the the FIFA World Cup qualifying for CONCACAF the first round they're actually playing this week I think some of them even next week so you know it's yeah they're definitely like a bunch of um, teams from Central America uh Caribbean as well um you know if you're somebody from those nations. Definitely, you know, reach out to us if you guys want us to go more in detail than your nation. I know El Salvador is there and we had a really cool interview with Arturo Alvarez um, in last episode. So if you haven't heard of that episode, make sure you check it out. So Rodrigo, this um, Nations League was actually supposed to be played obviously last year. Uh COVID threw everything for a loop, like we know. Um, so now we get to see this team's play in Denver. Um, do you wanna start? Let me see. Uh there's two matchups playing actually tomorrow, June third. Uh and let's start again. Maybe we don't do in in United States. You don't have to go into too much detail on exactly, you know, the 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 who who's in the team and why not, but maybe your thoughts on overall this matchup. Up.
1: We just go ahead and start with what we've seen so far. Um, obviously, we know most teams have been announced throughout these international competitions, and the U.S. actually had their first friendly as well against Switzerland this past weekend. Um, it didn't go out, you know, the best for them. They ended up losing, uh, losing 2-1 against Switzerland. They got an early goal, and then Switzerland came back, um, netted two in uh, for the final score. But this this is a young team um, that we're looking at. The U.S. You know they have uh, Josh Sargent, uh, McKinney as well, Sergio Des, Reggie Canyon, uh, Giovanni Reina. So we're we're looking at basically the new um, the future of the U.S. with these players. Um, they do have uh, Sebastian Leggett from LA Galaxy still. So kind of you know throwing some into the mix and uh, John Brooks as well. So we're, we're going to see a little bit, you know, newer generation for the U.S. Hopefully they can um, make the World Cup this time around.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it's one of those, like you said, it's been something that Greg Belhalter has been doing for a while. You've seen most of the young guys that play in Europe. But it looks good that he does have uh, quite a few players from MLS in this matchup. At least five, I believe. And, you know, I saw that Pulisic, I guess, got it added on uh, after the the Champions League final. So that's good. It'd be uh, pretty good to see how uh, they're all fit. Uh, Like you mentioned earlier, they played Switzerland uh, for a friendly and they played in switzerland so they obviously are flying to denver switzerland is in the altitude as well so hopefully that's an advantage but that is a very long flight that they have to endure while honduras has been just training in denver since a couple days back so you know it really is going to take an adjustment for the teams and for the result of this matchup man i i I don't know. Um, Obviously, we want to say that, you know, the U.S. should be the favorite, but because of all the circumstances, I would not be shocked at all if, you know, players from Honduras like Albert show up and just, you know, cause a lot of havoc back there. Uh, But man, I don't know. Rodrigo, what are you thinking, you know, this matchup would look like? And then we'll kind of keep going.
1: I think this could be a really close match. Um, Honduras is coming with a lot of experienced players, unlike the US. They do have, obviously, a lot more um, players playing in Europe. Uh, The US does. But Honduras, I mean, they got players like you mentioned um, Elise, uh, Figueroa, Bonia Garcia, Brian Acosta, players with experience that we're going to be seeing with this national team so and players that have been playing longer together than the U.S. has um, most of the U.S. players are going to have to start getting used to the the tactics and what they're looking to see um, with their teammates and Honduras is just going to should be more well-rounded on that point so I think this, this is going to be a close game for them
0: yeah definitely we should see what this looks like but I guess let's go ahead and uh, jump to the next matchup and that would be Mexico against Costa Rica um, this semi-final also being played June 3rd in Denver and it's gonna be a very fun match I think lately in the past maybe I would say 10-15 years this matchups uh, versus Costa Rica and Mexico have always been very good we know that Costa Rica had the Aztecaso was that what it was called uh, back in um, in a World Cup qualifier back in the day that was f- I believe one of the if not the first one of the very first teams to actually go to Mexico City to El Azteca and beat Mexico. but yeah this this matches have been very good to watch in the past obviously Costa Rica has players, very talented players such as like Keylor Nava in the past and you know obviously he's a top goalie. I don't think he's gonna be a part of this um, squad but you still have players like uh, Francisco calvo, uh, Kendall Watson. Uh, even a veteran Brian Ruiz that has always been a playmaker for Costa Rica and has more than 120-something matches played. It's going to be a fun match. I think overall this team is getting a little older uh, compared to older in the sense of they're very veteran players with a ton of mat- games are in their like late 30s. So it puts a lot of stress to the rest of the players around them compared to like a Mexican team that... It's very well blended. Being Mexican, I don't want to sound biased, but I do think they have the upper hand here. But we should see. Rodrigo, what are you thinking about this?
1: Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, Costa Rica is coming with a little bit more of an older team. Um, Their key player obviously missing is going to be Keylor Navas, um, which adds a lot to this team. Uh, Not just... In, um in his quality of player, but also, you know, the captaincy that he brings, the leadership that he brings to the team. And like you mentioned, you know, you have a Mexican team that it's a little bit younger. They have a little bit more players um, competing in this higher divisions. And they obviously want to make a name for themselves as well. And you have players with experience um, like Ochoa and um, Hector Moreno that you've, you've mentioned in the past that obviously one wanna... of um, play in every competition. So, uh, yeah, like like you mentioned, I don't want to be biased as well. I, I obviously kind of root for Mexico here, um, but I think we're going to have a good game as well.
0: Yeah, we should definitely see uh, what that final match. I mean, this is a two-game, I guess, match for any of the teams because they're playing for a final for a third place. So no matter what, I think is going to be a good final. I really, I was trying to remember exactly what they win winning this But I don't think there's anything special for this one. I think maybe COVID threw off like what exactly the team wins. But it doesn't matter. This is going to be a very good matchup. Both of the team or all of the nations come very loaded. And it's just going to be a very good like uh, appetizer type of uh, little tournament for what is ahead in, in July, which is a Gold Cup, which we all know that it's always a fun, you know, fun matches. And with everything open up? You know, after you know, with uh covert protocols uh, slowly uh opening stadiums to full capacity or near full capacity and definitely the matches being played in the US. Uh it makes it fun to uh if you're you know in, in America, definitely go check out your teams. Definitely root for your teams. I know I will be there or at least try to be for whatever matchups are here. Rodrigo, you wanna add anything else? Do you have a favorite to win this uh championship?
1: My favorite would obviously is gonna be Mexico in this. Gotta support my or our national team.
0: Yeah, I think I think it'd be fun. Obviously, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with Mexico as well. If, out of this four teams, but I would it'd be cool to see Honduras win it. I think they have like a lot of good players, uh, and I could see them again get maybe past the U.S. And if Mexico's in the final, it would be a very good final. Honduras and Mexico always do. Have a good final, or if it's a Mexican, the U.S. No matter what, there you can't really lose um, with those matches. They're going to be very fun. Again, the first uh, semifinals are being played uh, June third, and that final is getting played the sixth. So you know it's going to be packed this weekend of good matches. So no matter what, Concacaf is back. Uh, CONCACAF uh, Champions League should be resuming in August. We have the Gold Cup. We have qualifiers for the World Cup. Yeah, we have uh, the Nations League finals, so it's just going to get better. And throughout, we hopefully, we try to cover as many teams as we can. And like I said in the past, you know, if you are listening to our podcast and you're from like maybe a nation that uh, doesn't get that much love in CONCACAF, reach out we want to be able to talk about other teams i know like puerto rico's playing today or play today actually they won i think 7-0 against bahamas but yeah stuff like that is something that really intrigues us because we love to learn and talk about uh nations as well so with that we're pretty much done uh make sure to follow follow us on all our social media uh look for us in instagram And in Twitter, look for Crossing Soccer Borders. If you want to follow Rodrigo on Twitter or myself, make sure that you, whatever you listen to our podcast, that being Apple Podcasts or being Spotify or a few other ones that you can find us on. uh, Make sure you subscribe, uh, comment, review us, you know, reach out. Remember to keep Crossing Soccer Borders.